Yes, here I am. Telephone set. All right. Hello. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Uh, This is uh, January 20th, 2019. That's what the uh, podcast title will be. If you're looking for the podcast online, it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. The reason I... Carl? Yes, here I am again. I just want to, is Paul Brumbo with us today? I'm not going to tell you yet. Okay, good, because I I have a recording of the countdown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, he's in the studio. Oh, he laughed. He laughed at your joke. I I told you artificial intelligence was going to take me over. Wow, that's funny. It's, not, it's threatening everybody's job. I didn't, I didn't want to reveal that Paul Brumbo is here in the studio to do our countdown today. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We weren't going to want you to watch it and listen to the podcast at the same time. And from the Edge of Sanity podcast, Paul Brumbo will count us down to it. So go over to YouTube. And uh, Carl, what is the movie? We are going to watch How to Make a Monster, huh. 1958. That's what you should search for, How to Make a Monster, 1958. What if I don't type in 1958? What other searches pop up? Well, I don't know, <laughs> quite frankly. Oh. But, uh, like record albums okay. and shit like that. Try it if you want. So are you going to do Is It Real or Is It Memorex kind of kind of thing with me today? Or are we going to play, like, is it going to be knockoff Paul or real Paul? Or is it going to be a no, mashup no, no. of gonna, both or we what? We play a mashup of both. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Right. That would be interesting. Because I, I don't know if it's going to be, like, my radio voice always changes. Like, right now it's very natural. But otherwise it's three, two, you know, otherwise. <laughs> okay, you know. so, Carl, can you get your proxy Paul tape prepared? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, li- right. it's lined up. I didn't know. Okay, so I'm going to have to do a countdown, and then I want you both to uh, to do it. All right. All right. We'll try to sync it up, man. We'll sync it up here. All right. So are we well, ready? I mean, uh, wait, wait. There's often some preamble. Uh, you know, I, I don't know when it's going. I mean, I'll press play, but I don't know that it's going to start counting the second I press play. Oh, it's all right. We understand. We are professionals. We work with cassettes. So listen, oh. do you? Well, uh, what channel on YouTube is hosting our movie today? Okay, good question. I'm going back there, and I recommend Andrich Wein Manstein the second. So it's it's H E I N Heinrich Rich. Okay. R-I-C-H, Heinrich. Heinrich? All right, I think people can Von find For the last five years. <laughs> Von Giesenwusenwasen. For the last five years, uh, 81. And the funny thing is, in parentheses, it says English. <laughs> All right, so we want you to go ahead and type in you know, How to Make a Monster 1958, hit Heimlich von Monster Face 2, and then uh, hit pause at 000. I'm going to do a countdown, and when I'm done with the countdown, I want Paul, who's in the studio, and Proxy Paul, who's uh, Carl's going to play over the phone, uh, to do our countdown, and then when they say go, go ahead and hit go. Oh, okay, right. I'm, so, I'm gonna, so confused, but well, go. Well, we're going to start this countdown <laughs> in three, two. One, go. You know the drill, and is here we go. Finger over the triangle, and in three, two. Oh, man. Now, this is the preamble. I'm sorry about that. This is the preamble. Oh, that I have to re air? How nice of me. You picked the log one. Oh, my God. 
Okay, we're getting close. We're getting close. All right, this is me. I want you to go move the little hand cursor to the. Go ahead, give us the countdown. All right, you guys know the drill. Three, two, one, go. Okay, now let me mute your countdown. All right. All right, there we go. We did it, man. All right. There we go. We have broken new ground. Yeah, but it was unprofessionally broken. We should practice. <laughs> that was so long. Yeah, you didn't tell me about it. You told me about the preamble, but I didn't well, really get what the fuck you were Mike. saying, by the way, Carl. I don't think it was clear to me, huh? By the way, how to make a monster. Yes. They're using a whiteboard. Oh, I thought it was a black magic marker to write the opening credits. Oh, I thought it was the back of a semi and it was going to say, clean me, wash me or whatever. Those are uh, theater lights around it. It's not the back of a truck. All right. By the way, it's good hanging out with you guys. I'm going to get ready to go report uh, for jury duty or whatever I do. Yeah, good luck. Hope you get acquitted. Download us later. Yeah, I will. I'll download you at least once. That's L W A F L M O I T. M O U S E. Michael Mouse. What the fuck? All <laughs> <laughs> right. These credits, He's man. He's drawing the monster Chewbacca right now. He is still drawing it. Yeah, this is the cheapest uh, opening credits I've seen. Well, this is American International Film. Oh, uh, Okay. And this film is well, about. Well, you know, our Roger Corman guy. Uh, oh, we're right. I mean, we're always watching 60s and 70s Roger Corman uh, or American International, but this is the 50s. That, they were a hit back then. Yeah, they made a lot of monster movies. Monster and science fiction were there. Yeah. Which is a combination of this Wolfman from Outer Space look. He's like a punk rocker. He wants to just walk out of St. Mark's place. Now, there is. Uh, Michael Landon's character from I Was a Teenage Werewolf. It's the exact same makeup. It's a different actor, though. Oh, I see. I have seen it. And do they reference... They reference I Was a Teenage Werewolf in this movie. Yeah. This movie is about them making a sequel to it. They did I Was a Teenage Frankenstein and I Was a Teenage Wolf... um, Werewolf. And this combines the two. Uh, It's sort of like not a sequel, but a spin-off, a mash-up. Uh, this is a meta-horror movie because it's about a uh, movie yeah. studio's movie studio. Which, by the way, I never met a horror movie I didn't like. <laughs> you see the guy in the middle? Yeah. He's from High Plains Drifter. Now, I bet you you never saw that, did you? That's the one with the pale writer, or am I thinking of the yeah. outlaw Jesse? One uh, of those movies. Ghosty Wales, yeah. Jesse Helms. Listen, Mike, I really think that you need to spend the time and uh-huh. watch Clint Eastwood movies of Cowboy Days. It'll be worth your while. But I have that for another time. I saw. Um, uh, you're right. I haven't. No, I've seen a bunch of his, uh, uh, his cowboy movies. Just not you much. Did? Good, yeah. bad, and the ugly, probably. Right? Seen it. Yeah, I've seen the trilogy. We well, are. I really think you need to see Josie Wales. And this guy, he's from a different one, Pale Rider, which was very good. So you recognize him for Pale Rider? Uh, I recognized him and didn't know why. And the research told me he was from Pale Rider. He is also from uh, Rawhide, who played a character in the 50s. Uh, television show Rawhide. Now he's the makeup man who shows up in a three-piece suit. 
Now, the makeup man there, that's a different guy. This is a guy who was like on stage mostly. Robert Harris. Here he is. Valley of the Dolls. You might know that film. I haven't Um, seen it. I know of it. He was in The Invisible Boy. Now, we're, we're in the studio lot right now of the movie studio. This is American International Films lot. It's not in real life. It's, right. It's uh, ZIV Studios. But, I mean, we're looking at West Hollywood, California right here. Hey, here comes the bus. Here comes Axl Rose coming off the bus in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the, the jungle. Um, you grab their, this is the You Grab Their Pussy bus. Oh, right. This is the, <laughs> there's Billy Bush. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah. Now, hey. He was one of the Bush. He's a, hey. Oh, yeah. Just, these guys are all like hanging around waiting to shoot their pirate movie. Right. He's talking to the director right now, and he's like, I should fight a werewolf, see? Okay. <laughs> That's the now most that re- bus was a tour bus, right? right? Oh, I thought that was an actual bus, Greyhound bus, like for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm finally in the big city. <laughs> um, no, but the thing is, they say, we're, okay, let me just find it. One second. Yeah, here it is. The guy who's the tour guy is right now saying, we're going to the set of the Black Museum. But the truth is, the Black Museum was the next film International Pictures was going to release in 1959. So they gave a little hint oh, to their it's a muse- movie. It's a museum of the new movie that's coming out. No, the new movie is called Horrors of the Black Museum. I got you. So All right. Like, let's go to the set. Oh, that's cool. What a minute. So I know, I, uh, wasn't there like, uh, I think it was Jay and Silent Bob. There's a scene where they walk through the set of uh, Scream 3. Uh-huh. And uh, so there's like Miramax jokes. I think a lot of Miramax movies have always kind of, there's some movies that reference themselves. Steven Sotenheim did Full Frontal where they go to the studio's uh, lobby during a film. But I don't really this movie's, see... Yeah. This movie's totally going to do that. It's going to reference itself like crazy, to other films like crazy. So this is a horror movie where it's about the horror movie, movie studio firing a movie uh, makeup guy and he goes mad. Yeah. Right, and right now, I think you you texted me you saw this, so right now you know they're talking like, they're basically kissing the, the makeup director's butt every scene so that we understand he's well-respected. Oh, uh, this is the real mask from I Was a Teenage Frankenstein, and you can't see him right now, but it is the same actor. Oh, all right. Are you sure it's the same actor? Oh, yeah. well, because he's wearing a mask? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it might literally be true, like this very second he's not. Well, also he's like a foot taller than the other guy. <laughs> we'll see. You'll see. Uh, this guy is the guy who's responsible for this. Is a guy named Herman Cohen. He wrote and produced it. He's going to cameo in it. Uh, he's an AIP person, like crazy. It's so and, weird. Um, you see, I was a teenage werewolf, which started Michael Landon and launched his yes. career, yes. Little House thing. It no, was he, like a really important movie at the time. He did, uh, didn't he? Do, he did the Western before that. I don't remember Michael right. Landon's details right. except for he just from, had... <laughs> uh, Little House on. Really, it was in like a Gunsmoke or one of those shows. All right. Okay. Yeah, I think I know of it. All right. 
But yeah, he uh, was he in Steve McQueen was in the Blob. I don't know if that was American International. Steve McQueen was in the Blob, the first one. Yeah, I guess I saw that when I was so little. I wouldn't know who was Steve McQueen was at the time. When you were little, you're like, oh my god, a fucking blob? That's the scariest for That's a blob! Don't you get it? Run! Why are you it watching came this? Off a meteor. It yes. was the first cop. Remember, he poked it with a stick and it hopped on his hand? Yeah, that teaches kids don't poke things with a stick. Yeah. Yeah. Because the body might kids, be alive. Smart. <laughs> right. If I, a meteor falls in the woods, you don't run up to it and poke it with a stick. Yeah. You could turn green with vegetarian with vegetation. You gotta like uh, call like Mulder and Scully, and they come over Let this and be a lesson to you. They yeah. do the right. Let, Let them, them get all it. lobbed up. <laughs> Fuck it. Let the X Files do it. Now the makeup artist is a guy named. In real life, is a guy named Philip Shear, and he did the makeup both for I Was a Teenage Werewolf and I Was a Teenage Frankenstein. And also, there's these stupid-sounding movies. I love them. He also was the makeup artist for AIT film Attack of the Puppet People and Invisible Invaders. How cheap are these? Like, these productions are, like, noticeably cheap. This movie especially. But, I mean, a puppet (laughs) is, like, a dollar. And then the Invisible People is no dollars. And this is, like, well, let's just have a guy in the studio go mad. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk the whole movie. Carl, let's have a conversation where we engage in back and forth banter. You know, you're 100% right because this film, just like almost every American international film, was funded and sold to the distributors on basis of the title alone. It was only after they sold it they started to write a script. So they sold How to Make a Monster, and then they said, well, shit, let's just set it here, promote the next movie. they always would do that. They would call up their distributors. What you got for me, Sammy? I got a film coming out next year. It's called uh, How to Make a Monster. You want in? Yeah, put me down for two reels. <laughs> and Teenage? So like, okay, we got to make. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. That's it. You... Okay, boys, we got to make How to yeah. Make a Monster now. Do you want to get a writing? Adult monster or teenage monster? So let's start off with monster. Teenage Monster. Well, this was written by uh, Herman Cohen and also some guy named Abin Kandel. Right now they're saying, look to the makeup guy, look, we're done with uh, horror films, so you can pack your bags and go. We're going to start doing musicals. <laughs> All right. Musicals, Let's right. To his shop. Yeah, Monster Industry is done, see? And then you yeah, don't want to see right. musicals in uh, softcore pornography. But I'm ruined. I'm all washed up, see? What do you mean people don't want to see a hair applied to people's faces? A horror movie. It opens up the mind. Uh, you uh, say that kind of creepy, sir. Oh, what? Wait till you see what I do, speaking of creepy. <laughs> What's that? One of the guy's last name is Nixon. Now, I looked it up, and Nixon was the vice president in the 50s, so... I don't know why they're using that the name of a president. But. Well, they, they uh, executives of the American International Pictures show up in this movie. Yes. Uh, the producer that I'm talking about, he's going to make a cameo. Okay. A good cameo? I don't know. He's, watch, he's in the 
He's in the, you know, when they watch the reels, the daily. Oh, yeah, I guess. He shakes his hand and says goodbye. He doesn't do anything. Now it's the lonely walk of the poor guy. This is when a Frankenstein or a werewolf puffs up. You are fired. Oh, I've got fired at work, puppet people. Oh, that's terrible. Wait till we tell the invisible people. We already heard. We're in the room. So My I was, children. This I was, the posters, the real posters. For real movies. I was a teenage werewolf, which, yeah. by the way, I believe it was Michael Landon's first movie. And then I was a teenage Frankenstein. The monster or a uh, doctor? Monster or doc? What's that question? So were you Frankenstein's Look, monster? Yeah, there it is, right there, right in the middle of your investment. Well, they were American International Pictures, right? Well, it's the same thing. Yeah, you're right. They were American International Pictures. Well, maybe it's the studios, and these movies were shot there, and these movies right are now, now released. Saying, I've worked for American International for 25 years. <laughs> so weird. The, or 20 yeah. years. But the truth is, they were only five years old. <laughs> this is like the cult film. Like this is what Troma's War should have been. It should have been the executives of Troma getting killed or like getting fired. Let me just speak about Teenage Werewolf. Sure. It it came out in the fifties, and the internet claims it opened up the previously untapped teenage market. It coincided with the boom in car ownership, so that made drive-ins happen. And All right. There was also the release of old Universal Monster movies onto TV, like from the 30s for the first time. All this stuff came together at once, and I Was a Teenage Werewolf blew up. It was a huge success. And it launched like all these cheap B drive-in movies that were, uh, that were horror. They were easy to make, and the audiences loved them. Wow. That's so weird. Well, they're watching a previous generation's films on TV. Yeah. And that's the only thing on. Yeah, and then they had uh, Monster Hot Rods. You had uh, Rat Fink. Big Daddy uh, Roth, where it's like uh, Hot Rod, Monsters Driving Hot Rods. <laughs> they were At that point, they were spinning it to anything. Well, see, this movie reminds me of that. Which is kind of what they're that. doing here. Yeah. They had a huge success with the Werewolf one. They had a huge success with the Frankenstein one. They're like, what are we going to do now? And so they, that's what this is all about. We'll... It's a crossover kind of thing. This film reminds me of Bloomhouse's uh, Truth or Dare movie where uh, this is collegiate uh, kids go to spring break and they get into a cursed game of Truth and Dare and they have to keep mm-hmm. playing it or demons will kill them. And it's just like super cheap and just formulaic. I mean, they didn't have it at the studio, but it was a very close, like, just, you know. I don't know. That I want to praise American International because... They made the formula, you know? They made the formula. Yeah, like what you're talking about, like all these horror films follow the same old, what's the word, trite, or, you know, not cliche, I'm not, the same old pattern, the same old story. It was these guys who made it happen. Yeah. Well, Now we're meeting our security guards. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. So here's the security, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Right, and they will become just sort of like important later. Oh yeah, victims and eyewitnesses and. Hey, buddy, do you, these monsters? Do you think they'll come real? Nonsense! I have something called a gun right here, and if a monster <laughs> ever comes real, we'll just shoot them. All right, good to remember. <laughs> 
Wow. Well, I'll see you later. All right. Back All we did then was meet them and learn about. See, it's again, it's the studios instead of. But it's so close, though. Maybe they just could. Well, maybe it's the studios of American International Pictures. Right. I guess you're right about that. And you know, it's clever that they don't do a fake name. I don't know. I feel like it's such a cult item monster movies that you get so into it this is like inside baseball you know it's like you suddenly uh, uh-huh. fetishize all this stuff and you go read the monster magazines where they tell you about the history of the studio and then you become like you know you have people who like you, you, a movie comes out and you hear how much money it makes and you're like oh mm-hmm. that's interesting you know if you're a movie executive yeah but otherwise you're just kind of voyeuristically watching the market and so it yeah. feels like fans of monster movies they threw out this this movie for them so I'm going to Behind put a, a new formula on you. That's right. Okay, so we kind of missed it. He was talking to the High Plains Drifter guy, <laughs> and he was saying, I made this special elixir. Like, I don't know, there's spirit gum. You know, you put it on your skin, and the hair sticks to it or whatever. Right, he's sure. He's saying he's got his own that has, like, a hypnotic effect. Like, you put it in, and it goes into the skin and then into the blood, and the person is very susceptible to being hypnotized. Well, yeah, I mean, and then he says, you could trust me, bro. And then at that point, he goes, I don't trust you. I don't know what this yeah, is. Yeah, the whole time, he's suspicious of Rivero. That's his name, Rivero. Rivero's uh, the Rivero's assistant. Rivero's such a dummy, right? He's yeah. like, yeah, boss, whatever you say, boss. I'm just the makeup assistant. For 20 years. So right now, he's filling this guy's head with, I'm fired from horror, so guess what? You are too. You're never going to get another part. So meta. What about musicals? They don't want a monster in a musical. Right, exactly. They say you've been typecast, and also, nobody's seen your face. You've been in makeup. What? You're all washed up, see? You know, there's fans of Jason, and they have to make sure it's the same guy playing Jason. (laughs) Because they could tell. Yeah. Elm Street. Well, Elm Street, yeah. Elm Street, you can see his face, though, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And he talks. He goes, uh, yeah, like Jason, like, walks into a bar, expecting everyone to buy him a drink. And they're like, <laughs> hi, who are you? He goes, no, no, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, Jason. Uh, yeah, right, buddy. So then he decides, okay, I'll start wearing the mask. So he'd come in the bar and go, <laughs> I'm Jason. And everyone would go, ah! Run out the back. <laughs> Okay, I guess he's werewolf, so that means he is Gary Clark. He was in Tombstone, that western. What, from the 80s? (laughs) No. And he was in Missile to the Moon. Oh, all right. This is, uh, he's a heartthrob, apparently, to sell it. His name's Gary, Gary Clark. And this, apparently, is his debut role. That doesn't make sense because he was the teenage... Okay, is the executive in this scene? Yeah. Um, here we have the real-life Herman Cohen, writer and producer. Um, Smoking the screen here? And he's Banks. I don't know which one he is. Probably the center one who's all handsome. Yeah, he's the one smoking Let's in the... Let's listen. Do you want to? All right, hang on up. Oh, wait. No, no, we're not. This morning. isn't the cameo right, scene. Right. I thought they were in the... Well, well you know, this reminds me of a joke. Jason walks into a bar, and the bartender says, what it'll be? And Jason looks at him, 
and realize that you know alcohol drinking is a sin because it leads to problems. Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. anyway, but he kills him with the, and then uh, that's a joke. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't pronounce that word. So okay, they're, so they're, now we're seeing the pretend sequel of how to of the actual movie in the real yeah, movie this studio. Yeah, must not be the scene with the cameo because I don't think I remember. This guy's watching a horror oh, movie. That's oh, that's right. It's behind our you. first murder. Ah, you're tickling me. <laughs> you're tickling me. <laughs> you're rubbing my neck. You're massaging my neck. Oh, he's now true. I know why Michael J. Fox wore that jacket with the stripes. Oh, is it from How to Make a Monster? Oh, from a Teenage Werewolf. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> so now the hypnosis is over. It was death by werewolf while watching werewolf movie. Oh, the worst so that kind. Was the first executive to get killed. I don't think it was Nixon. I think it was the other guy. Agnew? Spiro. Spiro. <laughs> uh, he got straight his cause of death. Strangled by monster movie while watching <laughs> movie monster while watching monster movie. Now he's like, you will never remember. You will sh- keep shutting up. See, this guy's creepy. Something. He's creepy. That's creepy. You will never remember. Or you were dressed up as a werewolf. <laughs> What's he say? I I don't remember this part. It's like get rid of the evidence or. He has the um, gloves on, so there's no fingerprints, I guess. Oh, that's so funny. What did the prince tell us? It was a werewolf. <laughs> there was a W, an E, an R, and an E written on one hand. Werewolf. Well, he's in the makeup chair right now. Oh, yeah. But they canceled okay, the so movie. Oh, now we're now all... Now we're meeting the cops. Beginning about eight, that's when he reserved the room. Did you see anything? And the most impressive thing about the cops is the other movies they were in sound so cool. Uh, Like what? Okay, uh, Morris Ancremis, police captor Hancock. 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 He was in Earth versus the Flying Saucers. But that's nothing to do with the other movie. You know, I wish I knew which ones were American... AIP films because he was also in The Giant Claw <laughs> and Walter Reed is Detective Thompson who was in the scene and he was in Missile Monsters That's so different. Missile Monsters hey I got a Missile yeah. Monster right here Carl <laughs> I missile. mean like if it was today it would be like the DNA of the stem cells uh, you know <laughs> attack in the Genetically modified. Uh, a Netflix original bar. limited series. I was a bullied vampire. Missile monsters. <laughs> no, that's starring Julia Roberts. One time, they filmed. My friend showed me this film. He's like, "This proves aliens are real." It was like interview with the alien, and during the interview, he used the term "weapons of mass destruction." The alien. So clearly, yeah. Like, if, if they fake that in the 50s, you would go, you destroyed yourself in atomic war. <laughs> what is it, Matt? This is so clearly... <laughs> it was mutual <laughs> assisted destruction. Right. 
now the cops are talking, I guess. Like, Nixon was my friend. They help, I love just the stilted way they talk. It just helps get the plot along. They don't have to spend any money on effects. Hey, are we seeing the same? We just saw a jump cut or something. Yeah, some kind of squiggly uh, subliminal message. And I, I don't know why, but I have to go buy Ovaltine. Yeah, listen, can you hold on? I'm just going to pop some popcorn microwave. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I'll be right back. I'm going to go buy a car. Whew, do you think that was a subliminal message? <laughs> wow, I really, I like the Ford F-150. <laughs> I never realized that before, but... Hey, have you ever noticed, like, there's a game I like to play when I watch movies. It's called, Is That a Ford? So whatever car <laughs> they drive, whatever car pulls into the shot, whatever car they take on the field trip, whatever car that the bad guy is using, or car the good guy is driving, is it a Ford? Is it a Ford? You know? I mean, one thing I like about Daddy's Home is that he talks about his Ford in the opening credits over the voiceover <laughs> as like the first joke as a product placement. You know, get it out of the way. Yeah, get it out of the way, right? So we don't have to do it for the rest of the film. Okay, so apparently there's a real man named Paul Blaisdell who's a makeup artist for AIP and was dropped from the studio when they shifted away to horror. Huh. In real life. Now, I'm sure he didn't kill anybody. You sure? But that he... might have been. So he was doing pantomime back then? Silent movie uh, makeup? Pir- uh, pirates? No, it was 30s. So uh. right now, our our werewolf who killed them is like, things are all weird. I feel all sunny. And his girlfriend's like saying, oh, it's you saw this, right? Yeah. It's the first hint that he's like, something's wrong. He got violated. I mean, it's creepy. Well, Look, I, the candle is real fire. How I, primitive. I, I used this new Rehufenol uh, face cream, and next thing you know... Rehufenol. <laughs> How do you... Uh, you, okay? Rufa, you haven't tested Rufa the lobster. Lean. What's the real word for Rufy's? Rufenol, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, is that what you're referencing? Got yeah. you. Yeah. That's funniest. It okay, was a mix I of spirit gum and yeah. roof and all. Yeah. Or something. Or like he used brain... He hypnotized them. I want you to strangle... I want you to tickle man's neck to death. <laughs> in makeup. Until the director says cut. There's a story in, in uh, American pornography about a... During the height of adult theaters, there was a uh, pre- performance where a guy was sitting in a studio and he was watching this woman give head and the actual porn actress was in the theater and she had walked up and started blowing him while he was what? watching her blowing He had a heart attack and they had to call an ambulance. Really? Yeah. Is that a physics thing, like matter and antimatter? Like... Like well, when you look in a mirror and you see the image forever. Well, what if you were watching a vampire movie, uh, a Dracula, a werewolf movie, and a werewolf kills you while you're watching? Tickles a, you. Yeah, tickles you. That guy should have <laughs> had. Yeah, what did what did he die from? The attack? No, a heart attack. Yeah, he died. Well, he didn't die of a heart attack. He had a heart attack. Now you see the. Oh, he didn't die. That sucks. Now you see the cop is setting himself up to get killed. Right? Remember. Yeah, he didn't die. No, but he did. He right now he's saying like, "I care about the security of this place. I got things to tell this cop. It'll get me places." Oh, I see. Oh, so he's next to go. Oh yeah, he's setting himself up right now, even though he doesn't know it. 
Well, that's We're so gonna interesting. We're going to catch this guy, see? What are you doing? Oh, we need you to dress up as a um, vampire? <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. see many... There was a Dracula reference, right? There was a movie. Yeah, well, they, they, they were, I was a teenage dra- Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah, it's not Frankenstein. That was just too Jewish. It's, um, yeah, Frankenstein. They, they, Frankenstein. Yeah. They Americanized it. It's German. Well, uh, yeah, so they reference it. It's funny because that's public domain stuff, so I guess. But by this point, they were just doing, ripping off like uh, Universal Pictures is known for the werewolf and the, and the Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. Didn't you see the mummy with Tom smoked, Cruise? Right? Yeah, they're right. They're smoking in the mortuary or wherever the fuck they are. You always smoke in the mortuary. <laughs> you, you know you're going to die someday. Might as well enjoy the ride. So International Pictures, right? It was these two guys, uh, James Nicholson and Samuel Arkoff. One was a liar, lawyer and one was a sales manager. I don't know which. You said one but was anyway, a liar. Arkoff wanted Bella Lugosi for this film instead of this guy we're watching right now. Oh, as the makeup artist? Yeah, but the thing is, Lugosi had died a year earlier in 56, so I don't know. I mean, if they hadn't even written the script, I'm not sure. That's what the internet claims. Bella Lugosi was influential in his first, in Arkoff, Arkoff, in his first year, so he loved him, so he's going to do that. But I guess uh, Ed Wood got to him first. Right, oh, for Plan 9 from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi's last film. Yeah, the um, the guy who played him was very good. The guy who was in Mission Impossible. It was Martin in Landau. 1999. Yeah, he, was, he really did a good job in that film. Oh, sorry. Did you ever see Martin Landau in the 90s on MTV? Uh, he was there for a Mission Impossible opening, and it was just when you oh. know Ed Wood had come out in '94. Uh-huh. And then, uh huh. And then, I'm back. So the MTV uh, interviewer says, "What are you doing here at the Mission Impossible opening?" And he shot her a look. <laughs> That's so ignorant. Because he thought he was there's a guy from Ed Wood. Right. I guess he just did. You know. The guy wasn't born. He never saw a rerun. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. People think that uh, Tom Cruise is Mission Impossible. Well, it's so interesting because the the first movie was like, here's my Mission Impossible crew, and they all die in the first 15 minutes, and it's him solo. And then the second movie is him solo. And then the third movie didn't is... have anything to do with the first with the original series. No, well, the, they're a team, but now they have a team. For the last like eight movies, there's like a team. There's like ragtag computer but, nerd. Okay, so in all the Mission Impossible movies, they would get a, here's your information, and then they go pull it off. Right. In the Mission Impossible movies, it's always like something went, we're doing something important, and then it went wrong, and then they got to figure out why it went wrong, and it was an internal. Always internal. Uh, right. It, it has, why don't they just call it Spy Man? It has nothing to do with Mission Impossible. Listen, we want you to buy the premise of this international secret spy agency. Okay, did you buy it? It was them all along. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I didn't, you know, now we don't buy they? it. We are, oh. Oh, uh, that's the now Frankenstein. That, no, it's not. No? It's, 
I don't understand why it makes no sense, but that is our killer, the the one who made the other ones hypnotized. He spirit gummed himself. That doesn't make sense, right? How can you hypnotize yourself? Maybe this the Rahuful cream uh, turns you into monsterism, <laughs> and he needed that extra boost. It's more monsterism. It's monster. That's the Simpsons had it, but it's more uh, monster cream. Monster cream. Yeah, it makes you go. Look, he's cleaning to... himself off now. Why would he do that? Why would he dress up? Well, because the it looked like it was, was a monster. He could hypnotize. I'm sorry. Yeah, the putting cream. But do you think he? Oh, you don't think he uses his own cream? But do you think he just put on yeah. a mask? Well, because he's going to frame. No, I, he's going to frame the he other was guy. Mixing he's, it. Remember, he was mixing it with the oh. in front of the cop who was bragging. You should never taste your own stuff. Is what you're saying? That's right. Never get killed from your own supply. Yeah. Never <laughs> kill high. Hey, aren't you plain, high plains drifter guy? Yeah, I get killed when I have that big chunk of gold. You need to see that, Mike. All right, I'll go see it. I've seen I've seen the Sergio Leone Clint Eastwood movies. I just uh, I haven't seen all of his movies that he directed. All, all a million. What Sunday is our live one? That's going to be the first Sunday of March as part of the fourth. Yeah, I think so. Fourth. It's MutinyRadio.fm, 4th Annual Comedy Festival, and they're going to have comedians from all over the country performing here live, and you can get tickets to see that, and you can hear it live over the station. And we're also doing a live show with a live audience. We're watching 20 minutes of Tim Pizza's production, and then we're going to have Tim there with us. We'll heckle the shit out of it in front of him. And we'll say, Uh, no, that's not nice. Okay, no. (laughs) Let, Let other people in the crowd heckle. We'll just be nice. Yeah, and then we'll say, hey, that's not nice. I'm trying to see that ahead of it, and I so I can talk intelligently about it, but I can't find it. Well, he'll put, he'll put, yeah, I knew him. Yeah, yeah, I know him. He's a funny guy. Okay, so maybe you could reach out to him and we get a link. I think he did this short for Funny or Die. Like, I don't know if he he posted there or they asked him for it, but we'll ask him. All right, so if he doesn't show up to the uh, screening, we'll know he died. Yeah, there you go. So we're watching, speaking of die, the security guard has gone through every single build, warehouse building of American International Studios until the last one, the kitchen. Oh, he, he, hey, the, he died before he finished doing the dishes. <laughs> now, why was he doing the dishes? I don't know. It wasn't his job. I think he ran to the corner where the dishwasher was and he died. So the cops are like, if we could figure out why he washed the dishes, we could crack this case. <laughs> Let's dust for food. Listen, he already works five consecutive hours, and he's on an hourly schedule in California. This goes into overtime. He should have been on lunch by that point. We'll look right into it, sir. He worked five over five hours without taking a lunch? Not like him, sir. Um, the reason I asked if it was the fourth is I have an opportunity to do a podcast show. It's it'll be a comedy show, but the the people who are doing the comedy are all promoting their podcast, and I've got four of them, including our own. So far. oh, that's cool. Well, it's going to be gonna on have uh, you March. Appear by Skype. Yes. So March third. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll do it by Skype. Uh, March third would be our show. Our live show here. Not we sure. will uh, okay. have a live audience, and we will have Carl on the uh, speaker. So I don't know how, how, what the, you know, we'll figure it out. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll project it, out. it. Hey, so there are detectives are talking to every member employee of American right. International Studios. So now our makeup artist friend has got to be a big, big liar. Tell me, tell me about the others. I don't want to tell you about the others. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, there's the headshots. I always love how they do that. I'm talking about these people and they pull out headshots. <laughs> Were these the victims? Headshot, headshot. It was like a... This was them at their best. An actress has gotten murdered in Los Angeles. Is this the, head, is this the victim? And they pull out like real headshots. Or like, you know, they take a fake headshot for the, be right. the character. Oh, you think it was the real one that is, uh, that they all, okay, so now we're going to see something interesting. Okay. Now we find, as you know, um, they're switching to musicals, right? So this is a real life person named John Ashley playing himself. And he really looks like an Elvis to me. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and, uh, uh, uh put on the music, right? This guy was apparently in something called Beach Party. And he's gonna do a song called Puppy Hello, Love. Baby, I I'm glad to see you. Might like to see you more. But oh, I'm nothing like the wrong idea about what you charmed for. You gotta have me to go with your smile. Well. He's under contract with AIP at this time, so they just did it. They, they put threw him in, in there. They got a bunch of uh, showgirls to dance with them. Yeah, and the choreographer is like of some note. Yeah. Um, he hung himself after this movie. <laughs> he left no note. Wow, he's a. Uh... Now, the internet said something I don't understand. It said he later became a staple of Philippines shot exploitation fair. So. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So, the, the choreographer was Lee Scott, who had the same. Un, uh, who was also Bella Gosey's Meet the Brooklyn Gorilla. I don't, I don't know what that is. Bella Meet the Brooklyn Gorilla. We actually did that movie, movie here. Yeah, we did that. So that Same movie. All right, so hang on. So that movie is a uh, has Bela Lugosi in it, but it also has a comedy duo that rips off Martin and Lewis. It's a very strange movie. Mm-hmm. So we That's have weird. Yeah. Well, it is a weird movie, and we we had done that early on. I had a, a a guest, and the guest brought two other guests, and so it kind of went off on a tangent. Yeah. We had four people in total in here. So is this he is really good. such a hard job. He's What's not his? doing his. He's not doing his what? I, I keep interrupting him. I'm sorry about that. I got a problem with that. No, no. Look here. He's really being Elvis. He's moving his hips and he's. He is Elvis. He's such a copy. This is a good scene to go, like, go use the bathroom and buy more popcorn before the monsters come back. <laughs> Yeah, you came for horror. Right, I, I wanted to see monster movies. Speaking of horrors, uh, we have a guest here in the studio. Uh, I'm very excited to bring the triumphant return of my Uncle Malcolm here. Hello. Uncle Hi. Malcolm. Uh, Carl, do you remember what movie? Do you remember, Malcolm, do you remember what movie you were it here? Was, Henry Winkler was in it, but I don't remember the name of it. Oh, it was National Lampoon's Dad's Yeah, it might have been yeah. Week Off. Yeah, Dad's Day Out. Day. Right. Uh, in, in that boxer. I, I'm sorry. Well, here, try this one right here. 
It won't reach. That's the one in which he becomes endeared to the to the gang, the Asian oh, gang. Yeah, he becomes their accountant or something like that. They enjoy oh, his yeah. dad jokes so much. They uh, he joins the gang. He especially enjoys the the joke about the corn. They really thought that was funny. Uh, so here's the fans. Well, or? no, they're going. They're from the school paper in high school, and they brought their boobs along. Well, <laughs> Hi, heartthrob. You're a teenage. What is it? Teenage Frankenstein. He is. Uh, yeah, he's the teenage Frankenstein. He's the next to get the whammy jammy. All right, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, working on some technical stuff here. Any luck on this one? Oh, yeah. Much okay, better. great. And you can hey, adjust there it. You there, there we go. Yeah. We had him trapped in the zone. So uh, we're watching a 1958 movie. Were you watching movies back then? Sure. You, you... In, in glorious black and white, too. Yeah, this is not the colorized version. I, I oh, gave well, up. Um, I have to interrupt you guys. Uh, Malcolm, you'll be pleased to know that the last 10 minutes of this film will be in color. Isn't that weird? Oh, no. <laughs> is it really? I'm waiting. Yeah, for... it's because they're going to show all these masks from earlier AIP films, and oh. they wanted to show them in color. Oh, all right. It's weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for somebody to take The Wizard of Oz and colorize it and make the color portion black and white. <laughs> that that would be uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's do it, YouTube. So uh, great to have you, Malcolm. We're watching a monster movie. Did you ever watch monster movies in the fifties? Oh sure, the the Frankenstein movies. Yeah, yeah. Curse of Frankenstein and I was a teenage werewolf. Did you go see that? I don't remember if I saw that one or not. But... I was a teenage Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Two movies that were referenced in this. This yeah. movie takes place in the movie studio. Okay, it's they play on themselves. It's eating itself. Yeah. Eating yeah. itself. That's kind of hard to do, isn't it? No, you stick your tail into your mouth <laughs> okay. and you keep eating it until your snake disappears. Is that anything uh, like sticking your head up your tuchus? It's like that. Yeah, you become the Uroboros when you stick your head up your tuchus. <laughs> so there's a nice was it car. Isaac Asim, uh, remember that? Isaac Asimov? Yeah, and he, it was Stranger in Strange Land. I think he, uh, he made him eat himself. Really? Yeah, he stuck his feet. That's little, such guilt in the lily. when I read it. Gilding the lily, Carl. Uh, well, he gilded that lily right off because the guy <laughs> ate himself. Yeah. So he's going to come home. He's unaware of his monsteritis. And then, or he's going to get attacked by a monster. No, this is the exact. Yeah, there's yeah. monsteritis. No. And you could tell it's the same guy because of the shirt and the muscles. So he's, he's hypnotized two uh, stun uh, actors to. Uh, do his bidding and one he did on his own you know you can't say he was a bum wow he really tickled that guy until he fell asleep yeah. now there's a witness we see the witness oh yeah there she is clonk 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 officer there she is. oh yeah She's he got... didn't even snatch my purse yeah, what good is he? Who was he? It was a Frankenstein monster. Thank you, ma'am. It was Teenage Frankenstein did the deed. But who's Teenage Frankenstein? That's Frankenstein's kid? I didn't see the film. <laughs> Dad, I will not go uh, exhume bodies. 
Now, this film was not rated. Why? They probably didn't have a rating board. It's probably right. that bad. Yeah, that bad went on the radar. <laughs> this is a triple bill. Yeah. This was a drive-in release. Uh, the it film was. it was released is, with was is finally... Uh, let me see here. Yeah, yeah this... here it is. Released by AIP as a double feature drive-in with Teenage Caveman. Oh my God, what a feature. Now it's Alan Rocco. Stay in line. Oh, it's yours. Malcolm, did you see High High Plains Drifter? Did I see what? High Plains Drifter. No. Oh, okay. So you won't recognize the guy on the left. Never mind. Thank you guys for actually cleaning up. Yeah. Did you find it on the board? Or? Uh, hang on a second. Basically, the scene, the murderer's like, you're going to keep your mouth shut. See? Yeah. Oh, I see. He's telling that to Rivera. Right, and Rivera's like, of course, I'm loyal to you. Of course. 20 years I've been your go-get-coffee guy. Yeah. Well, I, you don't move up in the world of makeup. You've been a makeup, monster makeup assistant for 20 years. No, you get a... And back then, you would get a monster watch. You would be like, well, wow. when I first started, those monster movies were such a man. I made, I made up like 20 monsters, you know, a week. And uh, I just never moved up. I just was so busy. <laughs> I wasn't ambitious. I was doing a good job. I was assisting. That was my job. You're fired. Well, what about my assistant? You have a fucking assistant? No wonder we've been losing money on this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. How long have you had this well, assistant? 20 years? He's going to be promoted with no pay increase. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he doesn't mind. He's been the assistant for a long time. Back then, you wore a bow tie, and it wasn't yeah. like, what's that? Uh, yeah. Uh, just because there's a lull here, I'll tell you the cinematographer uh, was, I don't know, Maury Gertzman, right? His name, Maury Gertzman, is spelled with an S, but he always insisted on having it with a Z, Gertzman, on the credits. I don't know why. Huh. He did She Wolf of London, The Brute Man, Creatures Walk Among Us. He did Brute Man and She Wolf? <laughs> Got a guy some the years of therapy. Of London, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He did two Sherlock Holmes features. Uh huh. The one where Sherlock Holmes like runs away. I don't want. I just give it up. This is too stupid for me. This uh, is too elementary. Here we are at the at the police department. One of those guys looks a little like Humphrey Bogart, the guy that had the hat on. He would have been really uh, happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, thanks. You know, one time I rented the Maltese Falcon, and they they only had it in color. Uh, so I uh, turned off the color and watched it in black and white. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That actually yeah, happened to perfect. me, too. I rented a copy of the Maltese Falcon in San Francisco, and it was colorized. And I watched it. I've seen that movie a lot of times. And I gave it back to him. I said, that was the colorized version. And he said, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, he, he knew that well, it was... Is- a- 
He rented me the colorized version. He only knew it was colorized, the Maltese Falcon. Now, why do some people go out of their way to ruin a, a classic? Well, you want people to watch it. You're just reintroducing it to film. It's, they'll they'll see yeah, the original. Yeah, it's just to sell, resell. Yeah. Get a but, bump. Get a bump. Yeah. This the most colorized this film is is the person in the center there. All right, Carl. <laughs> We're still. Uh... I mean, I it was down. a monster, I tell you. I'm afraid so. Well, oh, the, the they don't believe the witness. No man mm-hmm. like that should be roaming the streets. Yeah, I'll come. She saw a monster. We want you to identify paper. this guy in a lineup. They spent so much money in this monster movie. They have the office, the office waiting room. Probably have a lobby shot. Barney Fife, come on in. <laughs> uh, so he's seen everything too. Well, he discovered... Well, no, he discovered the first body, right? I don't know. Well, you yourself said it was strange. You didn't hear anything. Now we've been chewing that over. Exactly where were you when it happened? It's so slow, I'm pretending to look confused. We want to drag out this moment. You saw something. Mia, what are you talking about? Yeah, maybe I did. I did. <sighs> Just get to the point. I want a lawyer. Well, Who would you call for a monster lawyer? Did you see a monster and the cops don't believe you? <laughs> the firm of Bella, Bella, and Lugosi. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to like loud music. It's no crime to listen to the radio. Werewolves, Frankenstein monsters, Dracula. Werewolf, werewolf. No monster too uh, small. Right. That was uh, Marty Feldman. Yes, Marty, Marty Feldman. 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 He really popped on screen. Oh, he was great. I loved him. Well, no, I meant his eyes. Uh, oh, yeah, they, they popped, popped too. Screen. Yeah, we got you too. <laughs> Carl, man, this is like this. All we're watching is a window and a bunch of guys talking in front of it. It's a thrilling monster movie. Well, they're just getting closer, and it's a threat to the. You know, the guys are in the waiting room, and you know he he's sweating because he really he's murderer. You know, so I don't know, but you're right. They're stretching it out. They. Yeah. Hail Rider next. Yeah. What was the length of movies those days? Well, this, yeah, well, this must be a double feature or something. Yeah. Well, it was. With this, follow the second movie. The second movie was always like 70 minutes. So we only had 20 more minutes of this blessed movie. Blessed movie? <laughs> <laughs> but, Will, the ending is very interesting. And I oh, don't give it away. About it. Oh, right. yeah. It don't really love it. Don't spoil the ending. Right. <laughs> I'm really intrigued. Does he get away with it? No, don't tell me. <laughs> Do they make a movie about it and pay him his family royalties? Refresh my memory. Carl, are you in Maryland somewhere? I'm in beautiful New Jersey, and that's how I know uh, your nephew here. Okay, beautiful uh, New Jersey. Cable yeah, I used to live in Montclair where Mike lived. Okay, sure. And now you're in rural Jersey. You're in rural Jersey. That's a tough one to say. Rural I- Jersey. <laughs> I don't know that much of Jersey is rural. I mean, I can be in the city in 50, 40 minutes yeah. from here. Uh, it's true. There are bear in my yard. Yeah. Does that make me rural? Uh, yeah. Do you have turkeys roaming around also? Yeah. 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 The turkeys give it away. Yeah. Well, the, New Jersey's You're not allowed to shoot them. 
there's everything in New Jersey. There's cities, there's suburbs, there's rurals, there's uh, farms. Oh, Mike, I forgot to tell you, I went out to go to work on Friday, and there was five bucks in my yard. Oh. Yeah, and one doe. So six deer. In six, six deer total. Five bucks and one doe. It's a lucky day. They, uh, you tried that joke at the liquor store, and they're like, just get the deer out of here. <laughs> well, I'm not selling right you that. Right now, they're like, well, did you uh, maybe... You know, use a magic elixir to put on the makeup, and it made them hypnotized. No. Why would you even say that? Well, he doesn't know Rivero. The assistant doesn't know. Uh, Rivero's in on everything. But he doesn't catch on, right? He doesn't realize that it's a, a mystical formula. Yeah, he knows. The guy told him right out. He's it's his, his own design with. What do you call it, Rufalino? <laughs> but what is it? Is it like some kind of Doctor Strange shit? I mean, like, is it weird science fiction medicine? Is it no? Mystical? It's some sort. I don't know. He said it's his own elixir that makes people very susceptible to suggestion, and that's our premise. Ready, movie, go. So it's melatonin. Now, what is it? It's like a Saint John's Wort, uh, Terrine. If you have St. John's wort, just don't pick at it. Yeah, don't pick at the St. Right. John's wort. It's not going to go away if you do that. So. <laughs> it is hideous. Though. Mike, you don't know this about me, but when I was like 7, 8, 9, 10, I was stricken by warts. Huh. And one time, one of them grew on my face. Ooh. It was so embarrassing. So how did you like get, third grade. Did they just fall off? Or how did you get rid of them? We answered the doctor and they got burnt off. So what oh, they need is a little oh I never knew that. So next, so next time I see you in person, Mike, I'll show you on my hands, on my thumb. You can yeah. see a little, like, burn the fucker off. <laughs> Eventually you... they went away. I don't know. I, at 11. Wow, wow, that's crazy. Oh, that's torturous for a kid especially. <laughs> yeah, right. Talk about getting teased. So where do they burn it? They burn it in the doctor's office or in the... Uh, yeah, you go to a doctor's office. They had a little electric prod, a little electric stick. And they were like, okay, this will hurt a little bit. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I love it when they say, it, just a little bit. It's going to hurt who? <laughs> Did they give you a countdown? Was Paul Brubba there? They would put on this, like, localized numbing thing. Uh -huh. It just always felt, I was a little kid, so what do I know? It always just felt super cold because wind would blow on it. And, and then, so the super cold would get this super blast of hot. It's like it was bittersweet because I wanted it gone. Right, so you're ready for it. Hurt. Mm. It's like when you're a kid, you're okay. We're going to give you a shot. You're like ah. <laughs> but you got to get that shot because you want to get it off. Yeah. Today I go to the doctor and I'm like, damn it, I'm so old because I'm not even scared. They're like, we're going to give you a shot, and it's like, I hate it, but I know it'll, you know, it'll be there for one second. It'll pass. Just so mature. I wish I could back up the clock. You get uh, to wear a gold star on your forehead now. <laughs> yeah, don't you eat ice cream either way? <laughs> Afterwards. When my first kid was born, I was like on wart watch for the first three years. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened. I guess I didn't pass it along. Yeah. I love those old cars. They were new then. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, so these these are two fifty-eight Fords and a fifty-five Pontiac. That's great. And there's a 57 Ford. They just shot this in the parking lot back then. I didn't even realize. You know, those um, 
people who are like car enthusiasts and they bring them to the diner for their shows and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen a lot of cruise nights. They must watch this kind of movie and be like, whoa, whoa yeah. these guys hey, are great collectors. Have you seen How to Make a Monster? Check out the scene at 5542. Whoa. <laughs> we, Look at that 30s style bubbly one behind and the behind Yeah. That, that might be a, a, an early 40s, late 30s mm. coupe. Might be a, a Ford. Isn't a coupe always a convertible? Or no, it's no. just a two-door. No, it's just a coincidence. Is, it's, yeah, in fact, they used to call them salesman's cars. They had a big trunk. and hard, I don't even know if some of them had a back seat. If they uh, did, perfect it was, car. Yeah, it was Can't very... give your friends a ride. Yeah, it was uh, very sparse inside. Look at that great wheel. Yeah. So the first time they ever brought in the design, I don't know if you know about this, in Ford, and the guy was like, oh, this, this, uh, what a coup. And he goes, well, no, hey, we'll just name it coup. That's, that's, a, that's a 1950 that just pulled away. Oh, here comes a cop. Cop took the available <laughs> spot. Yeah. Oh, cop. So were they covering it from the police station or the studio? Well, now it's autopsy time. Oh, They're right. Like, hey, there's a magic elixir in this. It was a script, DOA. First findings are that the pigment and cosmetic base used in the sample we analyzed was special, like homemade. Instead of linseed oil, a blend. Anyway, we'll have to check suppliers for beauty parlors and studios. That and can wait. There's one studio we're going to check on now, and you're coming along yeah. with us. Get your equipment ready. The way they delivered those lines was so different then than the oh, way they do now. Absolutely. It's very stilted, very theater yeah. uh you see Rivero? They didn't know. It sounds like uh, this is the city. This is a city of 3,000 stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very small city. <laughs> yeah, they, they're very still today. Well, it saves time, saves money. Just have them explain it. Yeah. So this is still black and white then. You say it's going to change the color at the end? Or yeah. don't give it away? Yeah. Yeah. Look, you don't mind if we don't. What happens is when the last reel comes up, ten minutes, like all of a sudden the quality of the film really looks bad, and then poof, it turns into color. See, it's going to happen very soon. They're like, okay, we're done, and so they're inviting him over to his house to like have a drink and say farewell. Right, and that's when the house, the house is color. Yeah, look at him now. Before I leave the studio, I'm going to bring my poison, uh, my magical elixirs with me. Don't need that. That's spent. Use yeah, condom. Nothing in this jar. <laughs> Use condom. Spirit gum. Spirit gum. God, this is like real acting. Now, the lobby cards and the advertising, the lobby cards said, see the ghastly ghouls in flaming color. And the tagline was, well, actually, that's the same tagline. That's the same. And thing. they deliver, but not till the very end. Hi, I just came to rub your nose in it. <laughs> well, we need this for the musical makeup. This guy looks like Ronald Reagan with an extra nose on his face. <laughs> Dick Tracy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. He, look, he looks like Dick Tracy. <laughs> he does. Tracy. Yeah, with his Apple Watch. I can't tell if I'm leaning by my nose or by my chin. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the nose is longer, right? Yeah. Like when he comes around the corner, the first thing you see is... Dick tip. Tracy's nose. And his Apple phone. Very slow talking. 
We're going to get to the end of this movie. Have you seen these young actors? No, I did not invite them over my house. After so he goes, now for the final scene. And the guy stirs up and says, hi, I'm killing a little time. Uh, I really want to go to the final scene. Yeah, but we've got five minutes. Yeah. This movie's 70 minutes long and we're only at 43rd minute. 43rd minute? Well, I'll never see you again, cop. <laughs> You're a glorified parking lot attendant. Good day, I've enjoyed waving at you when you left for the last 20 years, sir. The moment he I'm leaves. I'm sorry to see your wave go. Yeah, and then the guy says, I'm sorry, are you talking to me? I don't see your name on the list. It's me. And I'm sorry, sir, uh, only employees. Employees, employees only. <laughs> I just left. I just retired. So the cops came here to try to kind of catch the guy, but they missed it, and all the stuff's out. Uh, it looks like he took everything with him. Yeah, clean sweep. Sir, yeah, we just saw him do it. It's worse than a reality show. They just keep explaining. Here's some garbage stuff. He didn't need this. Use prophylactic. Jar of an eighth. Did he really re- leave the Rufalino behind? It's so stupid. He did? He threw away the Rufalino? What is, how do you say it really, Mike? Well, it, well what, uh, Rufinol. Rahufanol. Yeah, Rahufanol. I was making. Let me write that down. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Why don't you uh, Google it and put that in your name while you're at it? Well, the thing is, like, I I, I want to learn about it because, like, I've I've been using ether for years, and uh-huh. the girl wakes up. And... Uh huh. <laughs> you did your Cosby material. Oh, I could do a little Cosby material. Oh, well, I... hold on a second. All right. When a man drugs a woman, <laughs> you know I'm talking about you, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby's getting lucky tonight. When a man drugs a woman, that's the joke. Who who put a guitar next to you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's dangerous it's like giving terrorists a machine gun color uh, oh look at that just by slowly lighting oh, yeah. candles inside a house now these are real masks many of them are like generic like homemade things but oh yeah she creature 1956 it conquered the world the big crab monster invasion of the saucer men 1956 there's an alien from it this attack movie. of the puppet people these are all the, the... This movie is so cheap, they don't even bother to hire actors to put on these masks. They just put them in the back. <laughs> no. Come on. This is like really a nod to uh, American International Pictures here. That's such it's inside like these are all our old... If you've seen every horror movie from American Picture, International Pictures, you must see this one as well to complete the set. There's one that now, I always wanted some... to see as a kid. I don't know if it's called... It came from beneath the sea. It was... I came beneath the sea. Was that a Texas Golden Gate Bridge? No. It's I don't know where, but it, it, it was some kind of a, like a giant starfish or a squid or an octopus <laughs> that, that ate right. Cincinnati or something. Oh, that sounds really good. We'll see if it's on YouTube. Yeah. See if we can... Now, the real Paul Bla- uh, Blaisdell, who was really dropped from the studio when they made horror, he did, he did these are his real maps. 
And oh, they right. agreed to do it. Now, there's some tragedy, and I'll tell you when it happened. Is it on the camera, the tragedy? Yeah. Well, well, I guess, yeah. Look how weird he's beaming up. Oh, yeah, it's Look, weird. Tell Ryder really looks like the ghost in Tell Ryder. Yeah, is he the Either pale writer of Pale Rider? No, Clint Eastwood was the pale writer. You gotta see the movie. I thought in Pale Rider he played Jesse. Uh, uh, Outlaw Josie Whale. Yeah, he played Outlaw Josie Whale. <laughs> it came from beneath the sea, 1955. Yeah, I was just. See, I, oh, I was just googling it, and and one of the choices was it came from beneath the sink. Oh no! Well, <laughs> it's about somebody whose trap got clogged up, and the garbage was flowing all over the kitchen. Well, we could watch they that one too. Radioactive juice. Well, they are trying to uh, oh, stop a giant octopus in yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, here. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, back in the yeah, bridge. Yeah. Now the two people who were conned into the murders—they're figuring it out now. Yeah. Did did Coach drug you, and you did something you don't remember? <laughs> This movie's creepy. This is the creepy part of this movie. So you already knew about it came from beneath the sea. I, I've, yeah, yeah. You're way ahead of me, Mike. <laughs> well, I, I only know movies for that take place in San Francisco. Any, yeah, any like, movie that destroys the bridge, yeah. I'm watching. It's like if you play Stump the Chump, you'll you'll always win. <laughs> yeah, what, what, for for movie trivia? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, now he's having his doubts, and this is messed up, and. Oh, Rivera. He's grown his so spine. Like, Don't quit on me. He has a spine array. Look at how he talks. Well, because he knows what he's going to do in the house. What are you going to do to these boys? What is he going to do? He's going to put them on makeup and then decapitate them? I'm really not sure. Uh, he might... It might... I No, I know what it is. He's going to... I remember now. I... You probably didn't see till the end, but I think he's like, we have to kill these kids because they're gonna. Oh, tell, and that's the reason why. But I think he and wants to put Rivero's makeup on not. him. Oh, that makes sense, boss. Right, and yeah. it's like clear the whole time. Rivero doesn't want to do this, but he's like, I'm not messing with my boss. Well, d- what would you Bella do when your Lugosi boss tells you? Would have been better in this, don't you think? This guy does okay. He he uh, he leads this entire movie. Yeah, anyone would be better than this guy. Are you kidding me? A sheet in the wind would be better than this guy. Oh, let's listen to him. Yes, yes, Pete. And I tell you now, if anything happens to you after I leave, they'll be the ones to blame. The boy. Oh, so this is how he gets rid of his assistant. He brings him over to his house and then he's going to take a knife, to, a dagger that's hanging out. Hmm, what in my household can I use to kill him with? <laughs> well, here's a table full of daggers. Yeah. I'll take this one. Nice array of cutlery there. Ooh. That smarts. That's probably as painful as getting warts burnt off. Carl, you still with us? Oh, I'm so sorry. I've been t- I mute out a lot, like, like sneeze and. Oh yeah, no oh. problem. Here I come. All right. Welcome back, girl. That that, uh, that wound is not consistent with a knife. Now he's realizing the door's locked. Yeah. 
and he wants us to drink something in his house. Listen, Rivera, I, I understand we have our disagreements. Why don't we continue our conversation in my culture room? Now, you see right behind him, that's the Sheen Monster. Oh, that giant mask? Mm-hmm. Here, have this poison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're it's not a, comfortable. It's embalming fluid. <laughs> Golly, that was swell. He's going to drink it. Oh, no, he stopped. This isn't monster juice, is it? So now they're saying, like, we love you, we respect you, but we think you maybe you made us murderers, so we want to leave. Could you please unlock the door? It's really creepy. Huh, I'll have to think about it. Let me pontificate. In color. In living color. Listen to him, he's creepy. Go ahead. At us? How? It's always been my ambition to crown my collection with a werewolf and a Frankenstein monster that I created completely. Soul as well as body. That's what he did. Yeah, he's going to see the, the, the mask behind them. He's going he's gonna to chop off their heads and put them on the wall. Yeah. Well, he's going to force them alive to get makeup or kill them and then put makeup on them and then decapitate them. What's the easiest way? You get them in makeup, then you decapitate them, or do you have to kill well, them Well, yeah, first? because you can't... Oh, but you could apply it when they're dead. So you tickle their necks until they die. <laughs> yeah, they never made the tickle monster until this film. Uh, Malcolm wasn't with us for that. Uh, the first killing, it really looked like he was just tickling him to death. He got t- he was yeah. tickled to death. <laughs> it was, he was trying to strangle him, but yeah. it looks like he just tickled him until he fell asleep. Now, I did that to Mike on our our cable access show once. Remember, we were doing shock therapy. And yeah, were the he tickled me. And yeah, but for survived real, it. and it was, it was funny. It was, it was on public access television. You did something to us. Tony and I talked it over. Can't exactly put our fingers on it, but... And we liked it. It's the same we want to leave. No, I don't think they liked it. After all my big plans for you, were you two trying to break away from me, from my influence? Now, don't try to confuse us. Don't use those fancy words. I like how he goes into his house and he lights candles around. Yeah, those candles are going to be part of the tragedy I spoke of. Oh, really? Wait, Mm -hmm. I'm putting two plus two together. Oh, no, the ending is not four, Mike. <laughs> they saved so much money and they were able to get the film out in time. And it double featured with I was a teenage caveman. I think he's putting two and three together. I was a teenage caveman. I was a cave teen. <laughs> save save some space on the marquee. Crazy, Pete. Not crazy enough to let you escape. <laughs> I took a sword off the wall. There's swords everywhere. Whoa, Whoa what's it do? You knocked it over? Oh, there's a one shot of a fire. Yeah. Now, the tragedy is, I mean, this is all part of the script and everything, but by mistake, all of those masks go up. They're using a backdrop of the fire when it comes to the actors, and the actors are doing the acting method where they cover their faces while this plays. But we're watching the masks burn off, and underneath the masks are real skulls. My children! No. The ones we're seeing now that are burning are fakes. 
Yeah. But the truth is, the fire went out of control and all the masks were destroyed. Now, was that shown in the film or was that off camera? I don't know the answer. I just know that behind the scenes, I, and that, that Paul Blaisdell, uh, Bla, I forget what his name is. He was pissed, but he never sued. Like, yeah, he knew it was a mistake or something. But so this was the last the time this, they get now. This is the last time the sea monster uh, mask was on the wall. Yeah, I noticed these guys walk out without a scratch. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, those are the cops entering. Cops oh. are entering because they found out he had this elixir. But he's, he put his hands in the glass and unlocked the door. Come on, heartthrobs. But we're Look too late. Oh, here, here we go. I think the other guys are, are goners. Well, let's walk away from the crackling fire sound effect. Here's the fire. See how it's, they said blazing color. Yeah. Do think that the, was uh, a joke? An international, American International Picture. No relation yeah. to American International Studio. And I guess that's video because it did come out on a. This must have been someone must have screened. We gotta thank the guy who put this movie up. That was it. How to make a monster from 1958. So who put the movie up? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the guy's name? Heinrich von. Most- Heinrich von blah blah blah. But oh, he yeah. has the oh, YouTube yeah. channel. He's from the uh, the Seattle blah blah blahs, right? From the Seattle blah blah <laughs> right. blahs. Yeah, you heard Heinrich of that. Heinrich von Manstein. Manstein. The second. Oh. The second. We are very and excited. So, did you like this movie? I did because of all the backstory, not really because of the movie itself. The whole movie was backstory. It was just basically their uh, thing. Well, well, I think it's interesting, their, their crossover, because they had so much success, but where do you go from here? Make another move, a monster movie? So they did something clever here, you know? And yeah, I, guess. I think it was the end of an era, stuff. though. But at this point, if you're that self-referential... Uh, Malcolm well, do you remember Alien versus Predator? And yeah, but they didn't have it in the studio. I mean, there's some movies like at Full Frontal where they, they go to Miramax Studios, and there's some movies mm-hmm. where they, they actually go to the studio and there's references to it. But gotcha. uh, the fact yeah, that, do that but the fact that these are so specific, like the fans of monster movies would be so interested in seeing a movie about their studio. And 50s car enthusiasts. Yeah, 50s car enthusiasts, which, which Malcolm appreciated. Oh, yeah. Seeing all those cars. Yeah. Well, uh, Lon Chaney was in this, I just saw. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we have it on Auto Select. So, uh, Carl, why don't you tell us what's, uh, any shows coming up? Uh, tomorrow, which is a Monday, which doesn't sound good, but it's, it's called the Cold Punch Comedy Contest. You go up for a minute, and you're either eliminated or kept. You go up for two minutes, same thing. Three minutes, same thing. And at that point, the two winners do five minutes. So I've been practicing. Oh, very cool. Other than that, I'll be at Scotty's this coming Friday for like a guest spot, like a five-minute thing. Oh, good old Scotty's. And yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, uh, we'll be together as the podcast for your podcast show from Scotty's. Right. So we got to talk about that offline because I want to no. Skype you in. Let's talk about it now. Want- we, the movie's over. Okay, so... I think it's, it's the last Sunday in March, maybe the 27th or something like that. I'm doing a show that's basically promote your podcast because there's podcasts out there that people, you know, like we want to get everyone to know about them. So there's four of us. It's enough. It'll be a comedy show, but just the theme is 
people who are stars of podcasts, if stars the right word. So you will appear via Skype, and that has never been done in the yeah. comedy world before. Never been done. The, using this thing called Skype? Forget about it. Now, Her. look, it's a Sunday. You'll be in your home under Wi-Fi. Wait, is it this Sunday coming up? No, no, it's the 27th of March or 20-something of March. All right, you know, well, let's talk off air, Mike, because I have Kavikas at the final Sunday of every month at 530, 8.30 your oh. time. So we could probably broadcast it from Kavikas. Well, if you can be under Wi-Fi and you're, like, on a stage... That yeah, I will be on a stage at that time. So we'll definitely talk about it. We'll, so we okay. could do it live from Kavikas. That would be so interesting. Oh, it should be stilly. Uh, I'm very excited. So I have a movie set up for next week. Oh, good, 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 good. So I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer for this. Uh, What's the name? It's Hot Moves from 1984. So hang on a sec. I went to the video store and there were closed blockbusters. So I went to the mom and pops and this was the only store movie uh, left on the shelf. So, Okay, Hot Moves 1984 trailer. Let me look. Oh, I have to confirm my age. So forget it. It's not worth Well, hang on. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, I'll use you my never f- ask a woman her age. <laughs> oh, I, well, what if you're watching The Door? Oh, then you have to do it. There's a comedian at Scotty's last Friday when I worked there, and he goes, I know you never ask a woman her age. How much do you weigh? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hang on. We're going to have to hear it from my phone, okay? Okay, hot moves. Oh, hang on a sec. It's not National Lampoon. It sounds like it should be. No, yeah, I know. Someone beat him to it. What is a hot move? I don't understand that part. Oh, Mike, you have so much to learn. What is that? It's not an ice cream cone. Oh, this is uh, heavy metal. Oh, right, the students in this movie. I think I've seen this film. Wow, that was good, that jump. So we have uh, skateboarding and... uh... Boy, this is just a slice of life. This is real people. Break dancing. Well, there's uh, roller skating, jet skiing, uh, skateboarding. That's not an ice cream cone. Male and female in the O's. <laughs> uh, and that's some break dancing. Funk rocker. Wow, they have a funk rocker in this movie? <laughs> this looks truly terrible. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know much about this movie. I did find it in the Psychotronic Video Guidebook, and I saw that it's there, and uh, the guy who posted this also has a copy of Shrimp on the Barbie, so we probably uh, have been to this movie before. Well, the year is right, the title is right, it's perfect for your show. Is that the same gross guy I don't like from other films? 
he looks like a gross guy from a film you don't like. That maybe you're right about that. The one where they tacked on the road trip, and he was also the the friend in oh, the no, that's, Hilton that's, one. That's much later, and and uh, this is an '80s film. That, those films oh, are like good. early aughts. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who that actor was. Uh, so I think he's a comedian. Uh, better. Left yeah. Done, in my well, opinion. Well, I want to thank everyone. This has been a really exciting episode. Uh, a lot of chaos, but I appreciate that. Let's see if my website works now. Yeah, all right. So I could play a theme song out of here. How exciting is that? I just That's I have great. a site called Luggage Tuesdays, and I changed it to HTTPS, and it froze on me for a couple hours. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's enough. So off talk. Thank you so much for uh, being part of Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl and Uncle uh, and Malcolm. Malcolm and Paul Brumbaugh and the noisy crew from his uh, previous show at the start of our show. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be back next Sunday. We would love for you to keep subscribing. Tell your friends subscribe again our official title on the podcast is our acronym l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t sorry to be gratuitous but i would also check out let's watch a full-length movie on youtube.blogspot.com our website as well as our facebook page and we're on other social medias carl thank you so much for being part of the show thank you see you soon see See you you soon all right guys thank you so much we're out here bye thanks Song, uh, my turn ons are satin sheets and lace champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Hey, listen, okay. you should follow me on Twitter. <laughs> well, my favorite jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with more. What's today's date, girl? Uh, today is January fifth, two thousand nineteen. This is episode one thirty-five uh, of Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. L W A F L O Y T. Excuse me, as we're known uh, in the iTunes and RSS feed. Carl, what's the movie? Today we are watching another National Lampoon movie. Lasho- National Lampoon's Golf Punk. Golf Punk, starring Tom Arnold. And it seems when you search on YouTube, you only find one channel. Not the best uh, quality. All right, let's do it. We'll do it in a second. What will we watch with who? What are we going to do? This is I'm Mike's friend. On what? I wrote this song. Joke, 
teammates. Are you tired <laughs> of rattling up? We usually play that theme song at the end, and then our station break plays. This is Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube. We are streaming live uh, January 5th, 2019, episode 135. We're watching National Lampoon's Golf Punks, another movie with the National Lampoon's logo on it. That's the only reason why we're watching it. That's right. If we watched a bunch of them, we go to our website, Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, and uh, it's tagged National Lampoon. You can see it on the left column, all the movies we've done from these guys. And, of course, they're unrelated to each other. And, uh, right. Carl, what is the movie we're watching today? This is Golf Punks, G-O-L-F Punks, 1998. Uh, and if you search on YouTube, which you should be doing right now, it only comes up one channel that's worth anything. Which channel, what channel? And that is FWP Film Network. FWP Film Network published National Lampoon's Golf Punks onto YouTube. Oh, I typed in go- Golf Punks. Hang on a second. <laughs> They're all Polish. They do that polka music. That was very punk rock of me, misspelling punk. Okay, I see it. Okay. So, once again, it's it's our only choice. FWP Film Network. All right. Well, as you can hear, I hit the movie, and it starts. So, we have the Countdown King in the studio who will count it down for the uh, the time. We want you to go to this uh, YouTube clip. And we want you to hit pause immediately, set to zero, zero, zero. And when Mr. Paul Brumbaugh does the countdown, you hit it when he says so. <laughs> All right. Hey, Carl. Here. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Just another go? day in the hood. Here we go, folks. You know the drill. Get your finger over that little triangle. And in three, two, one, go. And he walks out of the studio. <laughs> He's gone. We're done. Bye, Obligation man. complete. <laughs> hey, hey, I just know that's how it goes, folks. <laughs> that's all folks it's it's a business this is a show fun show business all right so we are there's no show <laughs> there's no show that's the whole joke we do an hour long we talk over we talk over an entire movie that's a show that's yeah, right yeah you ever seen the street science theater 3000 yeah it's nothing like that nothing like that they pick a classic bad movie or they uh, yeah. they, they write jokes they, uh, they rehearse, rehearse it, yeah the puppets, they do puppets. puppets there's no puppets on this show yeah i mean i'm a bit of a puppet <laughs> sure aren't we all <laughs> a little bit well, yeah, sure jill mazursky is the writer and directed by yeah. f harvey frost we're done with the credits and here we are there's slob tom arnold slobbing it up couch potato style like a sure like a 90 slacker uh oh oh no so that means he's yelling at the tv come on perfect bet no oh by the way that bean dip that he's eating was in the movie national lampoon's bean dip it what starring bean dip from national lampoon's golf fugs with a oh roast beef cameoed in that because of his yeah right it was roast beef was in there from national lampoon's roast beef <laughs> it's rare they're related. Now you see he's dipping into the dog food. Right, it's not Dean Bit. Dean Bit. We don't get the payoff. He doesn't eat it. No, that's such right. a waste. You eat it and then you arch your. Uh, sh- are, are the archetypes in this movie? Because uh, yeah. he's got to be like Bluto 
and then you got to have like the teen well, sex comedy gang. No, uh, there's going to be no. And okay, unlike a National Lampoon film, there is. This is maybe the only one. There is no sex in this, except saying a girl is pretty. You'll see. Okay, because these are these golf punks are are like fourteen year olds. Right, or twelve. Yeah. 12. He just uh, fed him the bean dip, and the the bad guy ate it. Now That's these awkward. are collection people from a oh. gambling debt. He would appreciate he hearing that his hard-earned money was being spent. What's the name of the gangster? Is it, oh, it's Diamond something. Joe, right? Um, I forget, believe it or not. Now, I did watch this film twice, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe not important. Well, these two are called Harry and Bert. I mean, we never see the, the bookie guy. That's so strange. Wait a minute, they're Harry and Bert because there's a scene where these old uh, golf guys teach them how to chip. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's and not their name. I swear I researched this film. I that is fine. Swear. Okay, so this is this uh, is the ultimatum. This is Gillian Thorpe. This movie can't start until there's an ultimatum. You get that money. That's right. To That's Andrew right. Dice Clay, the Dice Man. <laughs> making the grade. Well, you're going to be pushing up dicey's. Yeah, hear what I'm saying? You're going to be wearing cement shoes. Uh, I don't understand what you're saying. Well, how could one wear shoes? If, if, Di- if Diamond Joe Perfect. really needed if Diamond Joe really needed my money, then why would he spend it on such frivolous things like cement shoes? I just don't get it. <laughs> would it be cheaper for him not to spend money on cement shoes? Ladies and gentlemen, that is a reference to a line actually in the movie. So you just oh, really? your way over. Yeah. Wait, that, there's a there's a joke like that. I was just he I was says, just riffing. Yeah, he goes, he goes, the so and so would not appreciate that his hard earned money was being such spent on such frivolities as the rent. Oh, I got you. Oh, all right, yeah, I think I did see that scene. Maybe, uh, but I, I was just saying like, uh, there's one funny joke in this movie that I, I saw on the bus ride over here is where. Uh, this kid's trying to tell Tom Arnold a joke, and Tom Arnold, very straight yeah. face, uh, corrects him. <laughs> like, I don't understand why it's funny. I, why would I do that in the first place? I don't get it. I don't get it. That's get pretty funny. Yeah, it's a hole in one. Yeah, go for now it. Now we're meeting Peter. All right. Peter the boy or Peter the dad? Peter the boy. And the, the guy is a neighborhood father asking him for a stock tip. Oh. Yeah, that's... He always got a glass of wine. He's a little boy genius because he wears glasses. Yeah, let's hear his voice. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. I'm uh, talking to Mr. Phelps here about yeah. about uh, model rockets. Crazy yeah. writing. Now what'll happen? Oh, they're gonna combine the two. They'll say like skateboarding model rockets. And she goes, get rid of that Wall Street Journal. So he was pretending to read a comic book. Oh. And he was reading the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, come on, it's the weekend. The weekend edition is pretty lame. You should have read it by now. Now she's like, I'm worried about Peter. He's not like normal boys. And in the end, they'll be like, okay, well, he should do a sport. Okay, and then and then it's going to be um, golf. And, well, they'll uh, go through. This movie was written very formulaic. It is a well-written movie, but it, it follows on the movie rules. So it's yeah. doing Bad News Bears. It's doing The Mighty Ducks. So what they're going to do is go through a bunch of sports of basketball and football and, and you know and every one he can't do it how about <laughs> golf yeah and then Tom Arnold gets into the mix because he coaches well, them yes yes 
Tom Arnold's backstory is he was like an up and coming golfer. He was about to get onto the everyone watch you on TV circuit when uh-huh. this uh, this other player cheated, but and he made a wild accusation and nobody believed Tom Arnold. So then he went on to like wreck up the last hole till he loses to the guy who cheated. And that's uh, our backstory. So he'll never play golf again. Uh, what I don't understand from this scene is that they have an indoor grill. They have a barbecue party and they just do it. They just go to their kitchen and flip burgers. That's right. It makes no sense. They're at an outdoor party where right. you're supposed to be. You're supposed to have an outdoor grill. If your house has an indoor grill... Yeah, weird. You should where probably... Where does all the heat go? Yeah, how many times do you... Well, do you really need an indoor grill? How often do you just grill chicken in the house? You can grill on a, ba- on a bad rainy day. Yeah. Okay. There's a guy on the internet. There he is. You see him in the middle? See yeah. The guy in the middle? Uh-huh. Yeah. Kudos to you, dude. He's from Canada where this film was shot. And on the YouTube channel, he it's called... I was looking all over for another publisher, you know, and I couldn't find one. Right. This is his scene from National Lampoon's Golf. He Hunt. posted it on YouTube, this scene. Yeah. Yeah, the love of really good. You know, we actually played that last week because I couldn't find a trailer, so I just went with that clip. And uh, oh, as a standalone double. audio clip, it just didn't hold, but I had to eventually get off. But that's great. More people now, should do on that. on YouTube, uh, he's known as H-A-Y-N-E-R Bass, B-A-S-S, Hayner Bass. Oh. And he's very involved in Canadian, well, like there's Canadian political things up there. He was on the news <laughs> and he was protesting, um, I don't know, some old retirement home. Can he get knocked down? So this anyway, movie was shot in Canada. Kudos to you. We're glad to, see, we're glad to see you again. Now, this National Lampoon film, like many, was shot in, it's like out of Canada. I guess... Canada, Canada had a direct line to National Lampoon. You know how they answer the phone over at National Lampoon. Uh, how do they answer the phone at National Lampoon? <laughs> Bring National Lampoon. Yes, we'll sell you our name. <laughs> who may I ask is who do I have the pleasure of speaking to? Hello, you. Hi, Canadian Film Board. Perfect. Uh, warp, warp. Uh, remember we saw one of these National Lampoon movies, and it was sponsored by the Warp Tour. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And more music and music, and then uh, yeah, it was a road trip one. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's uh, as we keep saying about National Lampoon movies, there was a certain point where they just slapped a name on it, and it was yeah. for commercial reasons more, and that included taking movies that were already produced by other companies and just slap, which was a promotion. Yeah, just repackaging it. That the surfing movie we saw, they added scenes. Yeah, where there were that one is like my life. Right, it was a look back on his time as a yeah. It was a, like a coming of age story of being in right. Ventura County and uh, it was making the waves or surfing the something. It had Matthew Lillard, and they added these scenes of like, "Hey, those guys are on a road trip. Did you hear about it?" Right. Yeah, that was With crazy. The most repugnant looking dude, uh, Pluto character. Yeah, the Pluto character. All these movies, they they kind of have a semblance. Like the Bad News Bears, are going to probably play. Uh, they play the tropes on that. There's one kid who's this guy. He's the white kid that all, the audience is supposed to relate to, and then uh, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then there's like uh, an ethnic kid which has this horrible nickname. And this film has a really horrible nickname. I'm really shocked by it. Honestly, <laughs> we'll what get is to the it. Nickname? We'll get to it. We'll get to the scene. Okay. okay. We're going to see the whole movie. I'm not in a rush. 
<laughs> What's so now rush, man? him into playing a sport and he's going to agree. Not the S word. <laughs> so no That's one right. said anything That's about right. sodomy. We just want you to play a sport. <laughs> the S word. <laughs> I won't do that again. You said that was over with. Your father's reformed, son. But So we just missed the scene in which Tom Arnold goes to his brother. Like, can you lend me some money? Sure. Uh-huh. How much? $8,000. <laughs> it's, it's a formulaic movie. It's exactly every hero's, uh, you know, this movie's been written 80 times. Right. So then he says, I won't give you that money, Al, but I will give you an opportunity you can teach at the golf course. And now we're going through the various sports, and he sucks at them all. This this movie, and Tom would, Arnold flatly refused. Oh, I gotcha. This movie, he doesn't want to. He's he he has a past, a secret. Yeah, that's right, and it gets exposed. I don't know how deep you listen to this film. Oh, I, I two bus rides and a part. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have the. I'm trying the next sport. Uh, all right, karate. <laughs> Stick him up. This girl's gonna kick his ass. Ba-boom. Uh, that happens whoop. in every movie. Yeah, they do a cutscene. Now the mom's like, we'll try this one. Honey, we spent $6,000 already trying to get you into these sports. We're done. <laughs> you gotta eat food. Volleyball is girly enough for you. No, and I like how they do that uh, weird cut where it, the screen decreases, yeah. like, whoop, like it spins around. Like we're watching TV. Like we're watching TV. Now never... it's just commiserating of... Oh, you know, fellow like... nerd? Yes, yeah. fellow nerd, Mike. But look, who's that guy? Who's that guy? He's a golfer. You Playing through. What's he doing sneaking onto the... Now, not only are the tropes, like, old, but I'm sure they have a fresh take on golf jokes. No. This is a delight for already know, yeah. this movie is a delight for someone who's never seen a movie before because it's all new to him. <laughs> uh, that guy, his name was Alistair McGrath, and he's new from Scotland. Oh, and, Scotland, uh, no the less. CEOs play golf. It's very popular in the business world. Are you sure? You golf see the is sign it? says Canyon Park. Yes. That's supposed to be a mistake because that's the name of the real golf course. They're like Valley something. Oh, I see. Oh, well, fuck it. One shot and you're done. Yeah. So, you know, in every, like, sports team underdog movie, they lose and stuff, and then they, like, need a star player. So it's like, I know a guy, uh. but he doesn't want to do it. I'm not playing with no kids. And then you got to get <laughs> talked into it. You, you know, that's yeah. what's coming. And that guy, McGrath, Alistair McGrath, one. By the way, his uh, he's, his name's Renee Tardif. He's from Canada, of course. That's the only time he was ever in a movie, ever, 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 ever. Good. Get out when, get, when the getting's good. <laughs> I just did that because I love golf. I, Renee said if uh, Trump was elected, he'd move to Canada, and then he realized he was he's, he's Canadian. So I already moved there. Ha <laughs> ha. I was so intuitive. I knew before I was born. You know, a lot of these movies, too, with these kids, when they're, like, different ethnicities, like the Scottish kid, they mm-hmm. meticulously talk like they're from another country. Yeah. It's like, come on, it's just a fucking kid actor. Just let the kid be him, just act. He doesn't have to fucking <laughs> do a stereotype as well. The uh, whole thing is stereotype. Here's the plumber. Oh, I see. Well, it's the dad. It's the dad. Oh. Anytime you see the dad, he's being clumsy. It's, it's you know, knocking over stuff and... 
Oh, right. So a lot of that when he was doing the grill. So the grill was in the kitchen, and now Dad's in the kitchen fixing the pipe. Yeah, he's fixing under the sink, and... He's never going to leave the kitchen, is he? up somehow, and it starts coming out of the refrigerator. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Does not know. I'm not saying to know. Ow. I happen to have. So bad. I do as in groundlings. Canadian groundlings. This is uh, as good as it gets. Now, the film is very racist. It has this character named. Yes. Raghead. Uh-huh. Rajid. My name and is Rajid. He- Right. Right. And he also super meticulates an ethnic uh, accent. Oh, and it's terrible. He's like, I am praying to the god of so and so. This kid, it's a kid actor who's in this, who's 12. Just let him be. Just let him be himself. That's probably funnier. Hello. They just hugged the stereotypes because this writing was very, it was written well in the sense that it follows all the rules. But well, I that's the Bad News Bears rules. Right. Because right. Walter Matthau was unapologetically the worst person to have train kids, and that was the real humor <laughs> to it, you know, that he was not a good choice. And uh, it was nothing charming about it. Other than it was Walter Matthau. Oh, jacket and tie required. Sorry, Carl. Right. They're going to the right. No, I didn't go in. I just waited in the car. They are going to. Uh, oh, now we see like he kicks over the golf clubs. Ha ha ha! Anytime the dad's around, that'll happen. Well, at least it's the dad. So here we're going to have a scene in which they're like, "Okay, we care about our kids, so we're going to join the golf club." And then they find out it's forty-two grand a year. That's fucking so then nuts. They, so they'll get there. That's eight years in college, I believe. Oh, wait a, wait a, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> 42 a year? That says that's all right. <laughs> oh, so this is a... Plenty of beginners. Okay. The bad guy, the golfer who cheated. Yes. That's what they were showing. He is our star teacher. Oh, he teaches. So what a coincidence. Well, but he like does the circuit you know he does the tour he's a famous golfer and all you know to be to give back he coaches a team oh that father's around the father knocked my balls that's the problem about dads their balls are always hanging on the floor see if this wasn't boom pow. but if this was a national lampoon movie you would hear that balls joke but it's it's a it's, it's the, they would kill a horse happen? and then they would cut the horse up that's how it, it would end they would knock up a 17-year-old and leave her drunk in the uh, shopping cart outside the, <laughs> their parents' house. Now, that's a National Lampoon movie. <laughs> they really uh, they really had a chance to make a franchise, and they instead they just made money. Well, I mean, it wasn't... They took the name. Because the name as a, as a movie property is a fucking great. I mean, those movies mm-hmm. made tons of money, and they define comedy in whatever respect. But So they just slap it on there. But they were just too generous, I guess. They, you know, voodoo politics, who knows? <laughs> Economics, I mean. I don't know how the companies are set up. Now, Peter, you see Peter sitting there, yeah. our hero who's 12. Uh-huh. His name, his real name in life is James Kirk. Uh-oh. And was he in Star so Trek? No, so there's our Star Trek uh, connection. Yes, every, every yeah, film. Yeah, Carl has to find a Star Trek reference in every film. So <laughs> we watch a film with a character named actor named uh, James Kirk. 
No, the captain of the Enterprise is James T. Kirk, and right. he's not. He's James N. Kirk. James P.P. in my pants, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> James Niberius Kirk. No, I forget what it is. It's like Nathan or something. Well, but, that's uh, a little too much information. He's not James Kirk. He's not Captain Kirk, <laughs> Carl. Just the heck. It just happened to be named. Well, James. he goes on. He was in X Men Two as as like a preteen, and oh. he was in that movie. She's the man. Oh. And um, lastly, he was in Final Destination Two. I've seen four and the Final Destination, three D. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this is the only actor in this movie. Ish. Yeah, pretty much. The rest of them are just, uh, you know, either the the credits are small or nothing, you know. Well, you know, I, I looked up the director, and I actually, uh, I, w- I would recommend for people watching this, his first film was called The Sex and Violence Family Hour, and it was like a groove tube uh, Kentucky Fried Chick- uh, movie kind movie. of sketch mm. comedy movie. And it's, 50, it's 55 minutes long. It was a video from the 80s. Someone posted the entirety of it. So it's it's interesting because this guy, he is a, a prolific television director. He directed episodes of Morose Place and 90210. But yeah, he also, he did like three or four TV Christmas movies I saw on his credits. You know, like A Grandfather During Christmas or something like that. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. Lots yeah. of TV. And he's listed as a family-friendly director, so I, th- I think it's also doubly ironic that in 83 he made the Sex and Violence Family Hour. But to start off. To yeah. start off, yeah. You know, who's well, young back just, then? Well, probably. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, he got a real payday, and he's like, wait a minute. I still want to make these family hours, but what if... They were really... Yeah, we took out the Sex and Violence. They were family-friendly. Okay, so... They couldn't afford forty-two grand a year, so now they're going to like the cheapest golf the club ever, 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 ever. Oh, public links. Yeah, I like that word, public. Yeah. Here Is... we're going to meet uh, Bert and Ernie. Okay, these are the crotchy old men. Harry and Bert. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, golf punks, oh, little kid. Oh, they coined the term golf punks. Mm-hmm. You know, Carl, I see that name like for fashion all the fucking time. There's uh, Tyler, the creator, has a, a fashion line called Punk uh, Golf. Excuse me. There was a store on Melrose for many a year called Golf Punk, and then mm-hmm. they had their own label. So it's not the most original title, even. Yeah. That's you know. Now Golf Goss, on the other hand, look out. <laughs> golf Goss. <laughs> <laughs> How do I become a goth? You have to be a nonconformist and dress exactly like we do. Uh, is that South Park? Yeah, it is exactly yeah. South Park. <laughs> okay. I kind of feel good being bad. <laughs> I saw the episode where they went emo. Well, they, <laughs> that's gonna be. That kid kept flipping his head and going per se. Yeah. Flipping his hair. They keep making references to bands I've never heard of. I completely missed it. Okay, so the threats have gotten very tough, and so now uh, Tom Arnold is agreeing to teach. And so we're also going to hear, like, I'm never... He's like, we should do a round. He goes, well, I don't golf anymore. He's more into teaching nowadays. Huh. He's like a... Wait a minute, kids! Oh, yeah, here we go. Kids! Wait a minute, I thought... Is there a problem? Nah, just, just, just give us a minute, Dave. Hey, 
If my efforts to help out here, Big Brother, are somehow cramping your style, I have just three words for you. Tiny and Joe. That's the name of the bad guy. Di, meh, Joe. Three words. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Diamond Joe. He's the bookie guy. Yeah. And listen, if I could tell you, my co-partner and my co-star of our podcast, I got three words for you. <laughs> In case you forgot, he was the little brother. So now we meet the punks. Uh, there they are. Just a bunch of kids. This one's shtick is uh, always eating. Always right, eating. which is the prototype. It's part of the, the trope. There's the teen sex comedy. There's one fat kid. Fat guy. <laughs> I don't answer to Pat or Patrick. Oh, they're introducing them. I don't them. call me Tiger. Someday, I'm going to kick his butt. Good luck, Thork. Uh, he just called him whatever he wants. She's a hippie. Christina Martin. Here. I'm Holy the books. love interest. Uh-huh. I'm the fat kid who keeps I eating. I have low blood sugar. If I don't keep eating, I might faint. If you want to know my doctor, I can arrange it. No need. Not necessary. Peter Wiley. <laughs> Here. You do Any need a, a letter of medical necessity. Just that he's some dorky math genius. What? You're playing oh. golf, Peter? Huh? Not much. I mean, not genius. any. Well, then you are a genius. Stock picker. Raghead Saguana. Here we go. My name is Rahat. Rahat. Not I don't want to hear Raghead. it. Raghead. Uh, That's a good one. That's though. a good one. We're going to call you that at the end of the year. Comment from a grotesque consumer of overly salted snack foods. All right, guys. <sighs> Who's ever played golf before? Well, that's it. That's our, our cast of characters. Our bad news yeah. bears. Well, wasn't it bad news bears? There was one kid, they just had the slur and they kept calling him it. The slur? Yeah, they just kept calling him something. I forgot. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but... Oh, look at that. She's, Let's uh, see, there was... Yeah, they had... They were. There was the fat one. Right. There was the girl. Yes. There was the one who was became the star. He was like the punk kid. Right, the heartthrob. They had to go get him. There was the hero. I can't see his face. Huh. I'll have to see that movie again, actually. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. And then go see... I saw Bad News Bears goes to Japan in the theater. Oh, was, right. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking great. That took about a weird... Remember she wouldn't smile? She kept covering her smile? Yeah. All right, so here we go. We're going to learn how to golf. Now, Carl, I'm going to teach you how to tell a golf joke, okay? <laughs> okay. All step right. one. Step one. Now, it's important... Listen, if you want to sit out and spend all your time writing golf jokes, you're better off taking a shit in the toilet. Ah, but seriously, since you're here for golf jokes, number one, you can't can't stop using the following expressions. Hole in one, sand trap. Did you hear him say four? That oh, was a pretty funny joke. I see. The, 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 I the kids the, do you hear audio? Uh, sometimes you don't on this recording. It drops away. Yeah, so... There right, is no audio in the recording right now. Right, so we'll here we'll do it. Now, listen, son, here, let's uh, let's use a wiffle ball. It's, uh, yeah, I have to keep... I, it's, I kept it in my ass the whole time. And I'm going to smoke a cigar while you do this. Oh, oh kid. get a bowling ball. Oh, he has an even bigger ball. It's going to end with the, him putting his testicles on the uh, T. All right, kid. You just got to say kid over and over again. Uh, woo, 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 now, woo, Bert and Ernie. It's going to hit the golf of You golf pugs. Golf. Oh, here the sound's back. Okay, here we go. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. That's hysterical. 
That's that's nice. We did a good job uh, filling in. I know there's closed captioning on this video. Maybe that that kept on. Golf, son. Is it too late to sign up for badminton? Oh, relax, Peter. Is that in Connecticut? In Connecticut? Yeah. What did you say? I'm sorry. Oh, he said, is it too late to sign up for badminton? And I I said, maybe in Connecticut. (laughs) Okay. Because he pronounced an extra T. Mm-hmm. Oh, because in Connecticut, the word there's two T's. There's two C's. Oh, no, T as in titties. Uh, look at that. They're they're playing cards. They're so, like, what brings you back to the links? Yeah, let's let's listen to this part. Right. He pretends Years. he gets. Oh, you know the fresh air and the exercise and uh, chance to hang out with my old buddies. <laughs> That's why he came back. Your bet, Bert. I called who? Now, it's interesting. Tom Arnold, during the 90s, he's one of those cigar aficionado magazine cover guys who, yeah, like, yeah. or poker aficionado. Like, he was playing poker and smoking cigars like the rest of us in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So here they are, they're, but they're not playing hold'em. They're just playing five card. Break, break it up, you guys. If we're going to be a team, we need to... But, mister... The kids know how to dress for golf, though. I gotta give it up for that. <laughs> With the hat, he just looks like yeah. young Bert. <laughs> yeah, young Bert, young Harry and Bert. Look, he goes, I suck. He goes, everybody sucks at golf. That's the beauty of the game. Because I don't know if you've ever played golf, Mike, but everybody sucks at golf. <laughs> there it's is really tough. There is a public course in, in Golden Gate Park, but I, I've been playing miniature golf. There's there's two miniature golfs in San Francisco. Well, Three, if one in the war. Miniature golf, you'll know that it's 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 really hard. I mean, you know, because miniature golf is kind of like putting, right? You know, in a way, and it's like there's the hole; it's right straight in front of you. You go click it, you miss. <laughs> it's okay. So, so yeah, he decided I'm not doing this. I quit and he walked off the field. Now the brother's gonna go. Of course, he's gambling. He's gambling. He's always. Gonna, He's at the bar where they show horse racing. You know that bar? OTB? Is that still around? Off track betting? Where um, you could... in, in New York, it went out of business. Now, how can you be a gambling company and go out of business? But they did. Uh, but it's, it's, yes, it's in, there's a place that I could go to right now in New Jersey, and you go into the place, and it's just a betting hall. Well, you can go to you, you can go to Meadowlands, right, and see a race a horse racing there. Uh, yeah, you could go to real Meadowlands and really watch the horse races. But off track, you can you uh, can definitely watch the Meadowlands at this place in New Jersey. It's on uh, two oh six. Huh. We should off-track go. Off track betting is a real thing. We should go. Uh, there used to be an off track oh, betting in, in Port Authority. By Skype. Really? I That's think so. Fast. Well, there was a polling alley. Really? Wow. Well, it might have been near it. Maybe it was Grand Central, but yeah, it was. Uh, that I, is low class. That's low class. What you fucking hang out in the Port Authority and you right. you gamble, you play the horses. The Port Authority used to be such a seedy place, right? You would go, you get off your bus, uh-huh. you'd go to get onto whatever train you needed to, or or get a taxi or whatever it is, and that walk of five minutes through there <laughs> through all those characters. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if you wanted to take the subway, like, we're from New Jersey. We're Jersey kids, so you take the bus to Port Authority, and then from there, you either uh, go out in Times Square or you just take the subway. If you do off the subway, you could walk underground for, like, hours if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Juddle. 
yeah the staircases and uh just you know descending uh paths so look you know, at these uh, people who um live in under underground in new york like abandoned huh. subway stations yeah part of the holland tunnel uh lincoln tunnel and holland tunnel the tunnels that are abandoned God, yeah it's really there's documentaries about it it's kind of kind of weird i heard about that yeah it's it's bad i mean home, being homeless sucks and that, yeah. that's probably was probably really just to wind up there hey, but we're, we're playing golf carl we're in the club right now we don't have to talk about stuff like that oh, uh, real world yeah. issues yeah okay he goes, what are you doing with that food in your mouth? And he takes it out. You're supposed to think he's going to go, you can't play golf like that. He just takes a bite and gives it back to him. Yeah, and it looks like a cigar, no less. Oh, here we go. Rule two of golf jokes. The ball 